It's not an art. It's a way of hurting people. Now, you don't have to hurt people. In fact, <laughs> I don't want to hurt anyone. But we, we are not doing this because we want to be better people. We are learning how to poke people in the eyes. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. I'm in the company of greats this morning. I'm with Guru Ralph Jones. Easily one of the nicest men I've ever met in martial arts or out of martial arts, and that's the truth. Don't look at me like that. It's looking at me like, I can't believe it. Without sounding too cushion, yet another one of the guys from the JKD world that I used to read about, and now I ended up becoming friends with. Ralph, thank you for taking the time out. No problem, There we are. So we're here in Spire today. Yes. Uh, to it's see, great, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? I, I just love spine. Okay, so we're going to start right at the beginning. Why did you get into martial arts? Uh, I, I guess self-defense. But I was I was quite sort of taken with... Um, it was just starting to creep into the media. So it was like um, the Avengers. Yeah. And then it was a job. Yeah. Goldfinger. And then a cousin of mine, younger cousin of mine, by a couple of years, started crafting at a local club. And who was that, who was that training with? That was training with uh, one of um, the Wado uh, instructors, uh, a guy called um, Sensei Shimitsu. And the, uh, this was Wadaru, right? Wadaru, yeah. Um, and he was teaching at a club at Blackheath. Right. Which was a stone's throw from me because I was then living in Bromley. Yeah, so I went down and joined up, and uh, yeah, I'm still still doing still it. Doing it yeah, now, right? I can't it. What was it like in the early days? Was it as blood and blood? No, no, it really wasn't. I, I uh, don't tell anyone this, but it was uh, it wasn't blood and guts. Um, if if this was pos- for posterity, it's like oh yeah, oh we used to we used to kick the shit out of each other, and you know it's like <laughs> no, it really wasn't. Um, I was I was awestruck by this guy. Um, he was uh, he was Japanese. He wore a black belt. He could do stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was I was just really taken with it. And it just it's just gone from it. Me personally, I've always I've always said that if you uh, if you have a black belt, you should be made to sign a Hippocratic oath as well because you don't realise like the effect you have on people, especially when someone's younger. They see the black belt around the waist, and they think this guy's got the answers to the universe. And at the end of the day, you can throw a decent round kick and front kick, and then after that, you know, I think we're on level pegging again. You know, yeah, like, I, I didn't really get the six of the universe until two or three years afterwards. You know, really? You willing to share this now for us? At a price. At a price. Man's got eight, right? That's the way forward. Okay. So, what did you do after that? How did you go from? Okay, so then I did that. I did that until I got up to Brown Belt, and then I got the opportunity to go to Japan because one of uh, the other instructors in uh, uh, Sensei uh, Suzuki's group, Tatsuya Suzuki, was going home. Right. He'd been, he'd been, that was a guy called Fuji, and he was going home, packing up teaching basically, and he was going home to start a life for himself you know? wow. and he and I already knew one of the guys from the club had already gone to Japan and he was living in Japan and another one of the guys was keen to go and I was quite keen to go because I was very young and had no responsibilities right. um, and it all sort of came together so off I went 
on sort of a bit of a wing and a prayer. It wasn't totally a wing, a wing and a prayer because I knew people out there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I wasn't like the pioneer. So how old were you then? I don't know, 20, 21, I think I just had my 21st birthday, so it would have been about 1971. Yeah. And, and culturally, what, what was it like, Japan in the early 70s? Well, obviously it's not like it is now. I mean, it's just ramped up and ramped up. Yeah, now, what, now, what, now what, it's what up slavery. I've never been back. Well, I, I went there twice, but I, I came back in the, when was it? Uh, uh, 76, I came home, and I've never been back. Right. Um, I would really like to go back, but I don't want to go back to where I was because that would have changed out of all. Oh. You know, completely would have changed. And I'm, in my mind, I'm always going to be comparing. Yeah, I have that where I go down the Edgeway Road now and I walk down, and I just feel the sadness. And because it, it doesn't look anything like I remembered it. Now, I think there's a danger that uh, part of me would be looking for a youth that's gone. Yes. And it's. Uh, that, that's just, I, I, don't, I don't want to do that. I would love to go back to Japan, but I, I was I was talking to Pete Newton about a year ago, saying, "Oh, you know, I really fancy going back. Uh, I want to go back to Okinawa. My wife won't come with me. Right. She doesn't want the, the long train uh, plane journey. So I'd really like to go because one of my teachers I, I, I trained in I trained under in in, in Tokyo. It's Okinawa, uh, and he is now establishing Okinawa. Um, that's uh, Higana Sensei. Who's now the head of yeah. the, the uh, Okinawan uh, Goju? Uh, I'd really like to see the guy again. I have no no suspicion that he's going to recognise me, but I have photos. Oh yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> actually, this is actually me. You know? Do you remember this young guy? <laughs> yes, this guy there. Uh, so I'd really love to do that because he's such a nice guy. I'd love to do that. I'd love to go back and, and practice the smashing of Japanese that I picked up while I was there. Yeah. Um, just to sort of show off. Kanichiwa, that's yeah, that's, yeah, it. that's that's about my yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm going to use that a lot. Yeah, no, Kanichiwa, Moashigari, Yokogari. Yeah. yeah. Very limited conversation. You're not going to pick up many women there, and the ones you do aren't going to be the sort of women. Well, if my wife was in Tokyo. Oh, of not. course. That was the disclaimer right there. <laughs> uh, you see. So I let him down. That was a test, and you have passed that test, Ralph. Excellent. So how did you get into the JKD? Okay, so I came home from Japan after my, my final sort of uh, stint there, and uh, I'd known Bob for some time by this, this time. Yeah. I, I met Bob when I was, uh, I think it was uh, probably a green belt, and, 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 and it, 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 it always, don't tell Bob this, uh, it always rankled with me because he was always a grade ahead of me. Really? Yeah, because so when I was a green belt, it was a brown belt, when I was a brown belt, it was a black belt. Yeah, yeah, it does rankle, yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, so, but we, 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 we became closer and closer. We trained together. I mean, I, I loved I loved the way he, he thought and I loved his insights into the martial arts. And we used to train together and loved it. Um, came back, I actually met Terry then. And you know, I always tell the story because Terry kicked me in the head. Really? Yes, most disrespectful. I'd just come back from Japan. I was like the thing, you know. And Terry came along, sparred with him, and he kicked me straight in the head. And it was like people people were mentioning the name Ralph Jones in hushed tones. And then this <laughs> exactly. Then this, then he this young man. Have some of that because <laughs> because Bob said, "Watch him. He's got good kicks." And it's like. Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. Everyone, well, everyone got the memo apart from the guy in front of me, yeah? yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when I met Terry and I, I, I was training with sort of with Bob, uh, you know, and we were getting together and then Bob just, uh, we, then, then we got, that's right, then we got into this scrimmer. Yes. With Bill Newman. 
Yes. Uh, and nominally with Rani Latota, only Rani only showed up a very few times, and it was basically a bill movement. Yeah. And he and Bob going to that through. Um, Jay Dobrin. Uh, Jay Dobrin turned up at Bob's to do his telephone. Saw the martial yes. arts equipment and yes. said, You obviously do martial arts. No, 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 no. Do you want to come down and do some scrimmage? Bob said, Do whatever. Bob phoned me up. Do you want to do some scrimmage? Because we'd seen it in the books. We'd seen a uh, guru then who was training with, obviously, a yes. Bruce Lee. And it was all part of the same mix. I'd been doing weapons in, in Japan, the Okinawan weapon system. And I was really interested in this, so yeah, let's go down. We went down, spent about a year, 18 months, uh, learning what was basically uh, ancient Kabbalist stuff. Right. Uh, with a bit of Lagamano yeah. into the mix. And then later on, uh, Bob was always the instigator. Uh, Bob phoned me up and said, um, uh, I've heard that uh, Danny and Asante is coming to, to the UK to do a demonstration. Um, uh, I don't know, he's doing convention, I think they called it. He said, I'm going to see if I can meet him. Do you want to come? Wow. So, yeah, so we, 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 met, we met Guru and Bob arranged this seminar and, yeah, then it's just... And it is the rest of history, eh? Well, it, it really is, you know. I mean, yeah, we, 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 we watched this seminar um, and, and watched Guru and, and, and obviously we've been in martial arts a few years by then and we've done a few things done you know a little bit of the scrimmer and then Guru comes along with Jeffy Marder and both in the MTNs and the weapons it was just there's a great picture of Bob I think it was published in one of the magazines and he's just standing there and he didn't have his mouth open but he could have done because it was like wow yeah 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 and that's I think how we both could yeah well even now I, I, I don't know if he's a genius but I'll tell you something He's not like any other person I've ever seen. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I think at that time, uh, Guru was definitely showcasing him. Yeah. Um, I think he realised that this was like showing Europeans and, and, and the British what, what was in his bag. And it was just, it was lovely. It was just, it was just like, oh, this guy, you know, I think that I've seen a few things and then this man comes along and goes, I'm sort of thinking, I'm, I'm sort of here. Yeah. And this guy comes along and he's like, well, you know. Yeah, top of the Empire State. Sort of sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, and doing stuff, the flow, the speed, the whole thing really. Well, it, it, just as you were saying that, you can always tell when someone's done, done any sort of Japanese weapon, because it looks like they've learned it from the book, mm-hmm. because you've got the first movement and then you've got the next, and it's very staccato. And mm-hmm. yeah, going from that sort of Kabuto training, I don't know if that was, was that what it was like? No, it, it was, it was there, there was more flow in it, the, the, the stuff that I learned. My, my teacher there was a Sensei Inoue, uh, and he had a vast repertoire of, of Okinawan stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think, this is going back a long time, I think it was a, a, basically eight different weapons, and if, within those weapons there were variations, so there were three different uh, con, which what they, is what they call the, the, the bow staff or the staff, the three different con, four different con, sorry, right. four different con, because that included the, the, the uh, Aku, which is the paddle, Right, and then there are two different types of sai and three different types of nunchaku. So you know, it, there was a lot of stuff, yeah. all with their own kata. And because I think for my grading that I took with him, I did fourteen kata. Wow. Yeah, uh, and now I look back and I think it's insane. 
Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of cutting, cut a base, but then there was a lot of two minute stuff. No, there was no sparring. There was a lot of flowing stuff. And then I I saw the scrimmage stuff, and especially I saw the stuff that Guru Damon was doing many years later, and I'm going, you know, there's, really, there's close similarities, but the uh, Kali has got the flow 10 yeah. times over the... Yeah, you see, this whenever you see European do Japanese art, yeah. it's just bam, bam, bam. I've never, I've just never seen them flow. Right, what I've got to say, right, as we're doing this, is Ralph's wearing a very, very stylish T-shirt, Batman, and we had a conversation last night. So he's wearing a Batman T-shirt. Yeah, fellow geek. So it's the way forward. But we talked about a comic strip last night that was a huge influence. Modesty Blaze. Yes. Modesty Blaze. If you, if if there's anyone living who hasn't, who's a martial artist who hasn't read Modesty Blaze by Peter O'Donnell, the man's dead now. Pity, but he is. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't read Mostly Blaze and you're interested in JKT or interested in martial arts, just read it. Uh, I think this was this was a big influence. It, it sounds crazy, but I think it was a big influence on certainly on me and my thinking in the martial arts. And uh, and I think Bob would say this too, because Bob was quite influenced by uh, the, the, the 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 author um, Peter O'Donnell. I, I to this day I don't know where he got his information from. He was way ahead of his time. Yeah. In the arts that he was talking about and the way he was talking about them, it was very JKD. And this is back in 1964. So this is pre Sigil Bruce Lee. Wow. And you, I'm, I'm reading this stuff, and I read it at the time, then retrospectively after, and still now. I mean, I, I read the second novel again, and I was trying to get. I bought a copy, I think for. I think I bought a copy for Peter. And I highly recommend it. I said, Peter, you've got to read this book. Uh, this is this is just such great stuff. And his second book was better than his first one. Uh, I think it's actually his best one. Sabretooth. I always wanted to have a club named Sabretooth. Really? Yeah, Sabretooth Martial Arts would be so good. I just could never work it in, you know. Be, but why do you call it Sabretooth then? Because of... Yeah, you know, you're... you're, you're, you're the problem is you're, you're adding to the, yeah, the classical mess that Bruce Lee said, because trying to teach someone JKD, they turn up for a class. So what do you do? You say, just martial arts. Why? Because by the time I've explained to you what we're going to study, we would have had an hour's workout. It's the truth, right? Yeah. Uh, so what, what 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 was it that you liked about it? Like the, 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 yeah, the, the main character. Who do you want? Who, still to this day, you want to be who? Willie Garvin. Yeah. Well, I still want to be Willie Garvin. I've always wanted to be Willie Garvin since since I first came across him. Um, he is my ideal person. Really? In, in all forms, yeah, as an individual and as a, as a martial artist, for sure. I couldn't, I couldn't be Musty Blades because people look at me funny with the forces on, you know. Um, <laughs> so, and, 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 and Willie Garvin is just like, yeah, he's, he is my, my ideal man. What was his fighting style? He didn't have a style, that was it, you know. I, I, I think I quoted to you the, the, uh, last night, you know, he said, I, oh, I don't go a bundle on anyone's style. Yeah. And that sums up to me so much of JKP. I don't go a bundle on anyone's style. And it sort of sums it up. And it's like, how, what, you know, Peter O'Donnell, how did he get this? How, how did he come to this? You know, what, what was he reading? Who was he talking to? Uh, but this was way ahead of what people there, there, was no there was no literature out there. Everyone was like, uh, this is what a karate. Yeah. Don't look at boxing, it's no good. You know, uh, it, uh, that show can, yeah, well, it starts, you know, what do they know? 
don't even think about kung fu. I mean, that's Chinese. <laughs> what are the Chinese now? Yeah. So it's so so rich. I, 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 I don't want to sort of disrespect Wado well, <laughs> because that was the prevailing idea. Yeah. And I think that was true for everybody. Yeah. You know? And 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 yet there was there was someone out there who wasn't a martial artist, as far as I know. Had nothing to do with martial arts. And yet, you know, the insight to, to, to see some of these things. It wasn't the only one. It was, it was dotted threads, books and threads, strip cartoons. There's all these little gems of ideas popping up. And yeah, yeah, that so sums it up. And I've used, you know, I've quoted him when I've been teaching and stuff. I don't always credit him with it. You know. No. I've turned it to my own. Idea. Yeah, that, that's when you go, wow, Ralph's really profound. <laughs> but what was that? You were on about, it was a Japanese warlord. Modesty Blaze had to fight. Oh, yeah. There was, there were, she, she, she always ends up fighting. Either Willie fights someone yeah. who's unbeatable, or Modesty Blaze fights someone who's unbeatable. And he dreams up these great villains who are unbeatable. And then he gets them to fight. Uh, Basically, empty-handed against each other, which is, which is totally realistic. Um, yeah. And he, he, no, she fought the twins. That was in Sabretooth. Yes. They were a pair of uh, assassins, basically, who uh, had been born as conjoined twins at the shoulder, separated, and then went crazy because they were separated. Joined together with a strap of their shoulder, hated each other. And used and were used by this 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 modern day warlord called Karts, who was just in the throes of taking over Kuwait for the Chinese. You know, so this is this is quite in a way it's quite modern, you know, that what happened they were taking over for the oil. And Modesty Blades was sent in on a rumour that this was happening, and of course they dropped right into this 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 army he was setting up and they had to take it on single-handed. It's a great story, you know. Um, and she ends up, of course, she ends yeah. up having to fight the twins. Yes. And she fights the twins, and they have these chainmail gloves. Yeah. And I've been, I've been obsessed about chainmail gloves ever since. But again, don't tell anyone on this. I actually made myself. <laughs> you, a you do know, glove. you do know how many people listen to this. Quite a few. So you, you, you okay. bared your soul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually made myself a chainmail glove. Really? Yeah, I made myself a chainmail glove about ten years ago. And I spent hours on this bloody thing, hours and hours and hours. And I, I, I actually finished making this thing, and I put this thing on, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm a good twin. Really? I'm one of the. I'm, I'm, I'd be a twin on Wallace Blaze's side. Really? Striking this chainmail glove, <laughs> and I tried to close my hand in this chainmail glove, and it went. <laughs> and that locked was it. Out. It locks up all the links locked up, you know. Uh, and it's like, you want, you want let's to... pretend that's not true. And I walk around the house like this, <laughs> and Kathy sort of just. Oh, I'm married. I love that line that said, "He's never had an easy fight." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because she's she, she's facing another fight. He's the, the greatest thing since sliced bread in an combat. He's lived his life in an combat, and uh, uh, someone, one of the other people, is talking to to Woolly, saying, "You know, Mozzie's going to get slaughtered. She's just going to slaughter." And Woolly goes, "Yeah." So I've never seen anyone move as fast as this man. He, he moves like a Swiss watch. Yeah. So, but the thing is, he said, he has never had a hard fight in his life. Yeah. It's always been easy for him. Modesty Blaze has never had an easy fight in her life. Yeah. He said, and that's sort of psychologically, she's got the edge. He says, he doesn't know, he doesn't know what he's getting into. She does know what she's getting into. She's seen him move. Right. He said, and trying to find Modesty Blaze on the back pedal is like trying to catch a ghost and getting the starch knocked out of you, to quote his his wow. As he goes, you know, you've got this 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 wonderful image of this 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 
this woman who's she's not just a good fighter, she's a, she's a great fighter, they're both great fighters, but much more than that, it's their it's their their approach, their whole mentality, their whole very pragmatic uh, thing of saying, I don't care how good you are. Yeah. I mean one 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 she's confronting one guy and another baddie who's 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 a real badass uh empty uh, guy and um she she says uh, something like he he says oh I, I think I'll kill you now and she says I ain't gonna stand still and let you kill me she said because they they've got hostages you know yeah she says that 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 neutralizes all your hostages she says she says I might not be able to kill you but I'll take your eye out at least you know and you go oh. wow. What's the, I love you. That's a, that, that's another that's another way of thinking. They they did a like a, a, a redux of it. Uh, DC Comics did it back in the nineties, late nineties. But they put an American spin on it. So it's like watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, they did um, they did the film of it, of course, Monty Blaze. Yeah, and it was one of the big big disappointments because it was so camp. Yeah, what, what, why do you think just rip, took took riffs from the Avengers and? Yeah, I, I think it was like I think James Bond at that time was becoming more camp and becoming more and instead of being like the the hardcore ones that really started with Doctor No and then from Russia We Love was it the second one? Yeah, when uh, James Bond was was he was the school bully, not the school prefects that he later yeah. became. So well, one point I quoted it. Um, <laughs> Yes, so and it was and the Avengers were getting quite camp. Now we're gonna go into what you're studying at the moment. Now this like blew me away when I saw it. What Wing Chun? Yeah, and Oh right, okay. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. Yeah. oh okay. I'm, yeah, we'll yeah. go back to the Wing Chun in a minute. <laughs> but this one here is just Alright, I'm doing an uh, home university course. In <laughs> Well the current the current module is in relativity. What drew you to that? I'm just fascinated by the by, by the subject. I, I would love to understand it. I think I've got very little chance of doing that. But the effort involved is is for me is a lot. Um, but it's it, it pays off. The the, the the bits that I do understand are I own it. And I it's like so many things in life, you know, that I, I discovered that I, I see someone doing something, regardless of what it is, whether it's a physical activity or whatever. And I think, oh yeah, that's really great. And then maybe sometimes I have a little go at doing something like that. And yeah. then I come away with so much more respect for the people who do it. Because you think, I could do the basket weaving. And you try and do it, you, you end up like this and you go, eh, that guy's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like that. And the same thing for here. And my, some of my tutors, the, the, my current tutor, I've never met her because it's all done online now. Yeah. Um, she's uh, she she she's a lovely person and she sounds like she's about. If she's watching this, I apologise. She sounds like she's about sixteen. Really. And she's got a PhD in in particle physics, and it's like, oh my god, you know, I can just about. Yeah, you know, I. Well, no, never mind. It's just. Uh, it's just really because it's, it's, it's really fascinating. What are you like working on at the moment? You know, trying to get your head around just like literally, and it can sound like word soup to people. I I just want them to understand the vastness of what you're doing. Well, I, I've got an exam in in, in on Friday, the, the Friday the third, uh, and I thought, well, I better start opening the books. <laughs> so I actually understand that. I've been trying to understand this stuff for the last nine months, <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, the, right, the, 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 the real problem for me is the the, um, the abstract nature of the stuff. 
in, in, all, in, in all sincerity, it's the abstract nature of the stuff. Uh, you, at least I'm not able to get any sort of picture about what they're talking about. It doesn't, it, there aren't pictures because right. it, it doesn't relate to anything. And so you, you, it has to be dealt with really mathematically and uh, mathematics is a language and I am at the, uh, the state of uh, the cat sat on the mat and there's these people out there speaking fluently. You know, and you think yourself, I've got an exam in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a guy who's a physicist dude who, who <clears throat> trains with me and the way he looks at the world and it all, met, like, and I mean it makes sense, you know, literally when you're chatting to him, it's like chatting to Russell Crowe in that beautiful mind, you know, before before it all goes sideways on it. And it, everything makes sense to him, but then it's just overload. And it's like, yeah, I'm glad that I'm a meat and potatoes guy because I look at the world and, yeah, you know, I kind of like profound shit all the time where I was saying, remember, Newton's the word law, body in motion, state of motion. And they go, well, what's that? And I said, just don't be lazy during your rounds. Yeah. <laughs> it, once you sit yeah. on the sofa, it's really hard to get your ass off the sofa. Absolutely. So don't introduce it. So <clears throat> with Wing Chun, what do we, what do we use to it? Um... Well, well, again, it's, it's, it's sort of an oblique thing, really, because at the time I was suffering with my hips. Right. And I wanted to do something else in terms of something that was in the uh, radius of what Guru was doing. Yeah. And the two things, the two real choices there for no other reason was maybe type boxing or Wing Chun. Yeah. Wing Chun was like the... Uh, one of the founding arts that C.J. Bruce Lee did, we all yes. know that, and uh, Thai kickboxing is totally awesome. Yeah. And really, I decided that Thai boxing I couldn't do, I couldn't manage with my hips. <laughs> so I thought, okay, let's let's go down the Wing Chun route. And at that time, uh, uh, a, a man called um, Nino Bernardo yeah. was actually um, quite close to Guru, and he was an apprentice at that time. And so he knew he was, he'd been exposed to, to the Kali and to, to Guru. And so I went down to his place and I was welcomed there and I started training and I really liked the way he's, he's got a, a very unusual way of teaching, but I, I really liked it. I love the atmosphere down there. There was no silliness. There was no bullying. There was no sort of uh, a very pecking order. There was no like uh, barren scraping. There was very little... Um, ritual or anything like that. It was like, it was very, you know, at the time I thought it was very Okinawan. Subsequently, I realized that the Okinawan are very Chinese. Right. You know, so you, you, you go in and you start working out, yeah. basically. And how much you put in is, is up to you. And it's, that that's the way it is. It's not, oh, okay, we're coming to class, we're lining up, and we're going up and down yeah. uh, and, and pacing up and down doing that techniques, which is a very Japanese way of doing it. So yeah, I really liked his take on it. And of course, the other great thing for me was that he was a direct student of Wang Chung Leung. Yes. Wang Chung Leung was vast influence on C.J. Bruce Lee. Yes. So that was another big plus. Yeah. And again, because of that, I realized where C.J. Uh, Bruce Lee got a lot of his outlook on the martial arts. Right. Uh, Wong Shun Yong, I never, well, no, I did, I, I did meet him once because I went to one of his seminars um, that was in the UK. Um, and he he was, he didn't speak English or very poorly if he spoke any at all. And Nino used to do the translating. 
but he had a very pragmatic approach to the martial arts. He didn't even call it martial arts. This is not martial arts. He said it's a skill. And I thought, yeah. He's absolutely right. It's not, it's not an art. You know, we get a bit highfalutin about it, and, and some, people get, some people get more highfalutin than others. Yeah. And uh, it's no, we are learning a skill. And and, 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 and when you start flaring it up, uh, you start to get a little bit up yourself. And, yeah. you know, and, 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 and for our sakes, I'm, I'm just as skilled with that as anybody. You know, so that, that, that is very pragmatic. It's very down to earth. Yes. And it's basically, it's not a sport. There's nothing wrong with sports. It's not a, a, um, it's not an art. It's a way of hurting people. Yeah. Now you don't have to hurt people. In fact, <laughs> I don't want to hurt anyone. But it's it's very grounded in that way. We we are not doing this because we want to be better people. Uh, we are learning how to poke people in the eyes. We're learning how to do it very effectively. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Now, what you do with that information and that skill is entirely up to you. But that's that's really what it's down. So it's very, in that respect, it's very simple. The same sort of thing I've said several times before, where it's like, did you get into martial arts to become a more enlightened individual? I went, I got into martial arts to kick ass and chew gum, and I'm all out of gum, you know? <laughs> and it's, but yeah, that's Roddy Piper from They Live, right? It's the okay, great one, right? But it's the truth. I got into and even now to this day. Ironically speaking about this in the middle of Germany, <clears throat> but when you see used to see World War Two veterans and some kid would try and mug them, or a group of three youths try to mug an old like D Day, like, you know, a, a Dunkirk veteran, and they were like, and he stood up for himself and he beat them up, and you're like, this is the guy who fought Hitler with his 17 year old mates. Yeah. These chaps aren't going to bow him. That's a skill that never leaves. You know, it's like Rick Fay always says, the one thing to go is the shot. He goes, the one thing physically to go is the shot. It can, you, you feel that as years go, it just doesn't seem as potent. But he, and yeah, I like what he said because he said, but you don't realise that even ten percent of your shot is hundred percent more than anyone else who's trained has got. Mm. He said, but he's convinced that even on your deathbed, if, if you turn around and said, look, you know, right over there, some guy's trying to steal your DVD player. He goes, if you had the wherewithal, you'd still get up and have a go. He said, because that's the one last thing that you, you know. If you believe in something, you fight. I don't, yeah, I don't believe that your dying man needs a DVD player. You know what I mean? Unless he's going to be Yeah, you know. Yeah, and with a box set under his arm, breaking badge. You know what I mean? But it is, it is the skill. And me personally, I love what the martial arts gives me. You know, basically, just the quality of the friends that you make from it. You know. But there, there is a lot of people who are just prepared to have mediocre lives. And I'm not saying that we have outstanding lives, but at least we're aiming. You know what I mean? At least we're looking upwards and going, do you know what? I, I could have a go at that. Yeah, it was like you said, you look at people and you go, I'll give it a go. And then, and then you get the appreciation. So what's the future hold for you? Oh, who knows? Uh, at the moment, I'm, 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 I guess it's about time I'm 66 this year. Uh, in, in fact, in a few days. Just awesome. before my exam. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I, I guess it's about time. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more. I, it's, it's such a corny phrase. I'm more of a piece of myself. Uh, but that's it's, it's one of the ways I could express it. I suppose I'm, I'm not so, I'm not so, I'm not so ambitious for myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm more, um, I'm more. I suppose content is the right word to just do what I am doing now, which is the winter, which I'm loving. Yeah. Um, I see now uh, Guru every year, um, which is such a pleasure. Uh, he's, yeah, so many people have said this in so many ways. 
he's just he's an inspiration. Yeah. He has been for me for since we first met him, which is a long time ago. Uh, he continues to be so. Um, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm hoping I'm getting better at what I'm doing, which is basically the winching. I can't. It's very difficult for me to do things like hook and jab now because uh, my wrist won't allow me to. I can't swing a stick because my wrist won't allow me to. Wow. <laughs> uh, but I can do the winching, and I love doing that. I found a teacher who is one of Nino's uh, students, who's uh, I really like the way that he does his stuff. His name is Guy. Right. Guy Colford. And he's uh, he's an outstanding exponent uh, of Winchin. He does it in his 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 he's he's found a way of using Winchin, which is just really really nice. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a good word. Nice, but yeah, it's 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 really. Uh, I I also train under uh, Joseph Lee. A totally different approach to me. Totally yeah. different. Um, he's he's awesome. Um, so I'm enjoying that. Um, what's the downside to that? There is no downside. If you don't mind me saying, when we had the tribe last year, mm. your section was awesome. I've got I've got Josh Siddiqui sitting here nodding in approval, and Guru Terry Barnett as well. And I said to you straight afterwards, and it was it was awesome because the amount of guys that came up and they were like, "Haven't seen well for me." That was awesome. And it was, uh, yeah, and trust me, Wing Chun to me is like broccoli. Because I know it's good for me, <laughs> but it has to be thrown in. You know what I mean? It has to be thrown in under yeah, the steak, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But that's it, but that's it. And it's like, I'm, I'm wrapping up, I'm just going to say this. But I, I had this one defining moment, and Sid's with me and Terry's with me. And all we need now is we need Bob Breen, we need Phil Norman, we need uh, Paul Finn. Uh, who else was around the table? We we were sitting down. We were going to go out to have dinner with Guru, and I think I can't remember who invited me. I don't know if it was Terry Terry invited me or Sid invited me. And we went there, and I sat opposite you. And it was the first time we'd ever sat down and really spoke. Yeah. And just the way you, the way you were mm-hmm. to me was just so nice. And yeah, you know, that stuck with me, man. You know, that's true. That's why I always say, Ralph. You know, one of the nicest men I know because. I've met loads of guys in martial arts who had the profile that you had, and they'd be like, who's this guy? You know what I mean? Made a bit of small talk, maybe, but that was it. But you were like genuinely interested in me. But no, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thanks, Ralph. And you know what? Long may it continue. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I was like, wasn't that painless, man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But That's then it. I would, because it's too badly. Guys, you were listening to this, trying to work out why there was a mad German smashing stuff around. <laughs> we have no idea. I didn't even book him as an extra guest, but you know, hope you enjoyed it. All right, bye. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on mixedmartialarts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is our Paint Your Headphones production.